welcome to Tuesday Night Chats, which is a Tell It Like It Is program and with Dr. B. Baker, and that would be me. Um, thank you guys for joining me on Thursday, because I wasn't here last Tuesday, but I am back, and all is well. Father, we thank you, we glorify you, we magnify you for this day. This is the day that you have made. We do rejoice. We're glad, glad, glad in it. Great, 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 great are you our God, and great, great, great are you to be praised. I bring everybody that's on this call, everybody that's on the, wherever they are in the world, and I thank you that you reach them all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, I'm going to start off tonight um, with talking about, I don't know what yet. Okay, <laughs> no, that was a joke, I think. Um... You know, I had a call today, and um, I was listening to someone, and we were talking about praise, and she was talking about a song that we're writing a song together. And in writing the song, she says, I think um, that the name of the song should be God's the Only Thing. And I said, well, that would be great, but God is not a thing, number one, so that's not going to work. And number two... Um, let's look at this in the song in in this here's some of the things that we should consider and I'm just bringing these things to you you know the Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then everything else we need will be added to us but people say I seek God first and then I go after this and after this and after this uh, that's really not what Matthew 6 is saying if you read through the whole book of Matthew, uh, I mean, the whole Matthew, Matthew 6, the chapter, we'll hear that God is talking about how he feeds the birds, how he does this. Uh, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about this. He talks about don't worry a whole lot. And then he gets down to it, and he's looking at this. Now, all of these things, actually, let's go to Matthew 6. I, I think that would be the smart thing to do. Okay. Uh, we'll do a little bitty Bible lesson tonight before we get into questions and uh, before we get into talking about the upcoming programs and talking about Pastor Lonzine's book, Kingdom 101, which you really need to read, but you have to buy it first before you can read it, uh, which would probably be a good start. At any rate, okay. Um, hold on. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Matthew 6. And 6. Okay, we're going to look at this. Okay, starts out uh, with um, a giving. It tells us how we're supposed to give. And then it goes into the disciples' prayer, which people say is the Lord's Prayer, but it's not. It's the disciples' prayer uh, because it, it goes into that. And then he tells us what not to do. How uh, When we get down to 6 and 7, it tells us what not to do. We don't have to go back and pray in repetition because when we pray, we believe that we receive what we prayed for in the very beginning. And then he says, after this manner, here is how it is that you pray. And then he, he goes ahead and does that. But all of these things, he's saying, God will give us this day our daily bread. He forgives us our debts um, as we forgive our debtors. Uh, you know, and this word debts is, is, is a big word. It says uh, that he forgive us our, gives us our debts 
and in this he forgives us our faults he forgives us what it is is do something owed because we owe him so much and here it is he forgives us all of that uh so he forgives us our debts as we forgive those who who uh you know um are mean to us he's forgiven us for being mean to him okay which we've all been and then he goes down uh he's talking about fasting he's talking about getting time away with him uh spending time with him uh fasting many things you know sometimes television sometimes food sometimes this right now uh astounding love and more than enough ministries is on a fast of uh try to tell everybody else what to do and god dealing with us okay so we're fasting being everybody else's holy spirit we're fasting um you know trying to give everybody else advice and we're allowing god to deal with us so that's a form of a fast that's the fast that we're on now and then he tells us to give he talks to us about giving and then he's saying lay up treasures not just for yourself not for yourself here on earth but lay up treasures in heaven also so it's not telling you you shouldn't have any money or any of those things then he goes down and lets us know don't be anxious about anything he talks about uh how he takes care of the birds of the air and all of these other things and then we get down to matthew 6 33. okay nobody starts off a sentence with but unless they have talked about something else all of these things that he that yeshua has talked about he's telling you do you all of these things are important he says but right uh, right at this he says uh, therefore take no thought saying what are gonna what am i gonna eat what am i gonna drink where are we gonna clothe how are we gonna do all of this and in this particular time where we are in life right now where people are going through this virus thing where people are are um uh in shut-ins where uh, we're, we're spending time alone, we're spending time with uh, family, we're spending time uh, shut away. Uh, we're, we're looking at how am I going to feed myself? How am I going to do this? I can't go to work and all of these things. And God says, I got you. Okay? People of the book should be the most uh, um, free and lack of worry lack of concern we should be walking in this concern i mean lack of concern because he may he says i make sure that i take care of you he says so don't be anxious for this listen to this therefore take no thought saying don't be saying this okay even if you think it you say the opposite uh saying what am i going to eat or what am i going to drink or how am i going to be clothed how am i going to take care of this how am i going to keep my pg and e on or my lights or my my gas or whatever it is he says, um, he says, for all these things through the people who have no covenant, this is what they say and this is what they seek. He says, for your heavenly father, he knows, I mean, God knows I'm intimate with the things that you have need of. Uh, he says, but instead of doing that, seek first the kingdom of God. Instead of being worried, and, now listen, this is how the seek ye first comes in. He says, instead of being worried, instead of saying all of these things, instead of doing that, seek the kingdom first. Seek the kingdom. And you don't have to seek. Then you don't have to seek the job. You don't have to seek 
number two, number three, number four, number any of it. In Luke 12, it lets you know that. It doesn't even say seek first. It just says seek the kingdom. Same thing that's being said here. He said, if you seek the kingdom first rather than worry, if you seek the kingdom first rather than being concerned, if you seek the kingdom of God first rather than being concerned about your food, rather than being concerned about uh, your children, rather than being concerned about your wife or your husband or any of these things, if you seek the kingdom of God first, then everything else is taken care of. Everything is added to you. So if everything is added to you, then what do you have to seek? Nothing. Do, do, do you get this? In, in teachings before, I mean, I've even done it myself. I saw teach the, seek the kingdom first, and then you can seek these other things. And he says, that's but backwards. He says, you think I'm not enough? Hmm. He says, I'm the God of more than enough. When you seek me, you don't have to look any further. It stops right here. And this is what it is that he's telling us. When you seek me rather than being anxious, when you seek me rather than being concerned, when you seek me rather than, than talking about how are you going to do this or what things are coming up on the earth, when you seek me first, I keep you in peace. And then I add everything that it is that you need. During this time, you know, when people talk about we're in a great uh, depression, uh, uh, whatever all of these things are, people of God should not be feeling this depression. If that's what it is, if it's a depression, we should not be feeling it. We should not be experiencing. Why? Because we're seeking first the kingdom of God. We're taking Matthew 6. We're taking it to heart. We're seeking the kingdom. And when we seek the kingdom, then the kingdom has every answer because we're seated in heavenly places and he releases things upon us. He'll bring whatever it is without we're going hunting and looking for it. So as we seek him, we shouldn't hunt after all of these things. That's what people with no covenant, what that means is that's what people with no peace, no, no, uh, no where to look. That's what it is that they look for. That's how it is that they look. These people, when we remember who it is that we are and whose we are, then we don't, have, we don't sweat that small stuff. And it's all small to God. And in Luke, it says, um, it, it says uh, I think it's Luke 12, that it says, seek the kingdom of God and everything that you have need of will be added to you. That's health. That's all of those different things. You can put an end to it, but the thing of it is, is this, the seeking of the kingdom of God, the seeking of the mind of Christ, the seeking, am I thinking the way the mind of Christ thinks, the seeking of all of these things, it makes a difference because what happens is this, it makes a difference in whether we're uh, being religious and being repetitious and whether we're doing things in rote or doing things just because everybody else does it. There's no power in that. But what I'm telling you tonight is once you seek the kingdom of God, you don't have to seek nothing else. The buck stops here. You don't have to go another further. You seek God and his kingdom, his way of doing his way of thinking, his way of providing, and watch and see what happens with us. Things will come from areas and things will come from places that you didn't even expect them. You'll get phone calls. You'll get checks in the mail. You'll get things dropped off. You'll get people giving to you. You'll get things opened up. You'll get things forgiven. Why? 
because I just need to do this. Things will start to happen and it's not just material stuff. It will be spiritual uh, insights. There will be relational insights. There will be people coming into your life. Things will happen. Why is that? Because of the spirit of obedience. He says, I've given you a choice. I've told you be willing and obedient and you will receive all the goodness that I have. I want to give it to you so bad. I want it to, uh, I want to give it to you so good. I mean, I want to release it to you. I want you to have everything, everything that I have, everything that I have. You are so special to me. You are so precious to me. And I want you to experience the goodness of everything I have. It says it right here. It says, um, seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing and his righteousness and all of these things, all of these things. Let's see his, his righteousness. It means seek his character. His the way he acts. Seek first the character of God. Oh, wow. That's heavy in itself. Look, when I seek the character of God, I seek first the character of God. Does God keep his word? Has God promised to provide for me? Has God promised to never leave me or forsake me? Has God promised that the young lions might lack and suffer hunger? But those who put their trust in me, they will never go hungry. They will never. And you say, well, I knew this person and I knew this person. They who put their trust in me will never lack any good thing. And I submit that to us tonight. I submit that to myself, to you, to all of us, because I don't care where you are in this. I don't care how much of it you think you got down on the inside of you. You know how deep and how heavy you are. You can still grow to another dimension and another level. You can still grow more because until we're walking as Jesus in the earth, we don't have it all yet. We still need this growth. We still need this mind of Messiah. We still need to walk as him. Until you're pulling fish out, uh, 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 money out of a fish's mouth or uh, producing such as that, until you're feeding five and uh, 20,000 and, and all of that, until you're feeding your whole neighborhood, until you're everyone that you lay your hands on, everyone that you speak to gets healed and whatever it is, we all need growth, do you understand? So you don't have to feel bad that whatever level you are, everybody is at a beginning level. On some level, they're at a beginning level. So what I'm saying to you is there is no shame in wherever it is that you are. You go ahead and you walk in that goodness. You walk where you are and you know that your God, your God, your God, if he is your God, if you have chosen to have him as your God, your God will supply everything you need. He'll give you the wisdom. He'll give you the knowledge. He'll give you the understanding. He will open up the revelation to you until you can flow so that you can have everything that's needed so that you can complete the purpose that he brought you into this earth for. You don't have to look, what is my purpose? Your purpose is to seek first the kingdom of God 
to go into all the world to release the gospel to tell people about the good news of Jesus Christ so that they will not die so that when uh, uh, when as, as time goes that they will go up in the rapture that they will go up in the in the in the taking away that they will know who it is that they are and that they will stand that they will not that they will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they will consent they will not consider their lives even until the death that they will stand for the word of god and no matter what is going on that they will walk in that boldness that's what this is about and that is you that's your potential that's your purpose that's your destiny that's mine also so anyway that's just my little start off statement do we have any questions yes we do okay First question, <clears throat> how does a believer continue to walk in unhealed when the doctor continues to say, my vision is not 2020 and um, I have to wear corrective lenses, glasses to drive? What should I be doing more of or less of to see the word work more in my life? Okay, very good question. Um, okay, I'll tell you something that happened to me. Uh, when I was in my 60s or early 70s or must have been 60s I think it was in my 60s I went to get my my um, my driver's license renewed and they told me I needed corrective lenses and I said excuse me <laughs> they said you need corrective lenses because you don't have 20-20 vision you're you you missed this or whatever it was so I said, okay, so I had to go and get some glasses and then I had to come back and take my test, okay? I passed the test with those lenses, but I knew that I was healed. I spoke, I told myself, you got 20-20 vision, you, your, your, your eyes are perfect. And then one of the things that happened, it ended up, I, get, I got attacked in my right eye with this thing that they call a macular hole or a macular wrinkle or something of that nature. And then all of those floaters and all kinds of things started happening. Blurring came in one eye. And so my eyes just felt and looked and seemed like they were worse. So I went back to the doctor. The glasses that they gave me didn't work. None of those things worked. And then, just recently, uh, the last time I had to, because when you, you're over 70 or 75 or whatever it is, you have to go in and get your, you have to go in to uh, the DMV every time or every other time or something of that nature. And what happened is, you know, I, I, I'm going in there and I'm thinking, okay, I don't have these, these glasses. I don't have the glasses that they're talking about I needed because I really can't see out of them, right? I took the test. They said, why is this corrective thing on your, on your, your license? And I said, I don't know. They said, we're taking it off because you have 20-20 vision. I walked in, I did what I needed to do because I needed to drive. I needed their piece of paper. So what I did, what they said has nothing to do with the truth, okay? And, and, and I'm glad that I did it with that because if I didn't, I would be dead today. I wouldn't be sitting here, okay? Um, uh, uh, I, I went ahead, I got their glasses. That was an outside thing. It wasn't something that was invasive. It wasn't like they had to put a chip in me. It wasn't something like they had to do anything of that nature. I got the glasses. I never used the glasses, okay? Uh, uh, but I got them 
to comply with what it was that, it, that they were saying, okay? I got my piece of paper, which is what I needed from them, all right? I, I used, I, I went ahead, I strengthened my eyes, I let God do what he did, I went back and let the same people that told me what it was that I needed, I let them tell me again that I didn't need it anymore. God showed forth and he said, how did this happen? I let it be known, God did this. God did this. So, you know, um, if it's, you, you know, if it was something that they were saying that you needed something done inside, you needed some kind of a chip or you needed some kind of a, a thing on the inside, uh, that would be something totally different. But something like a pair of glasses, something of this nature, you know, uh, if it's going to keep you from, from getting the piece of paper that you need in order to do the work that God has for you to do, okay, uh, I, I, would, I would go ahead and get them. And then I would go ahead and, I mean, you already know you're, I mean, I already knew I was healed. You already know you're healed. Has nothing to do with it. Has absolutely nothing to do with it. I, I um, you go into the, the uh, optometrist, I have to get some, some kind of glasses or whatever it is be, uh, to uh, pass a test. And, um, you know, I know that I don't need them, but they say I do, so I need to do this for them. It's just like sometimes you go into the bank and they say you need this other piece of uh, um, uh, identification. You know, well, here, I got, a dri I, got, I got this, I got my driver's license. Well, no, you have to have a passport. You have to have this. You have to have this. In order to get a passport, you have to have this information. You have to have this information. All it is is like it's, it's from the outside. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not something that's from the inside, but it's something from the outside. All, I, all, all you're doing is uh, getting a piece of paper, getting a piece of glass, getting whatever it is in order to get what it is that you need in order to do the work that God has for you to do. And I hope that answers the question. If it doesn't, you know, send me another one. Anything else? Yes. How do you deal with conflict resolution with other people? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. Number one, you have to deal with conflict resolution on the inside. Because see, the conflict that's not resolved is you're walking in a double mind. And most people, uh, I had a client with this, this, this thing, and they were talking about how they dealt with conflict resolution. And they were actually teaching about conflict resolution. And uh, then they, they um, you know, when you're teaching about something and there it is, you, you start to try and deal with another person and, but you haven't dealt with it on the inside. Anytime there is, is uh, anxiety and uh, anger or uh, un unresolved stuff going on on the inside of you, you're not, you're not fit to deal with any conflict. You can't resolute anything with anybody on the outside. What you have to do, the biggest part of it is, and actually we here at Astounding Love and More Than Enough Ministries is dealing with that, um, uh, dealing, uh, working through those issues even right now. Oh, I smell so good. I love perfume. I really like perfume. At any rate, uh, we're dealing with... <laughs> Pay for me. 
icebreaker. Uh, we're dealing with, you have to deal, we're dealing with conflict resolution. What this is, is this, I'm resolving something that's going on in me. There's a problem and I have not come, it, well, just like the, the thing that we talked about just earlier about the glasses or, or whatever it is, there's a conflict. I need this, but inside of me, I know that I'm healed. I know that this is done, but what do I do? Am I, am, am, am I, um, is it a lack of faith or am I denying the power of God? If I do this, am I denying this? And you have to get it straight on the inside of you. You get it straight on, 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 on who it is that you are. And this is what I'm doing and this is why. And I go to the word of God and I can find in the word of God where what it is that I'm doing, it makes sense, okay? And, and in that, not, not it makes common sense, but it makes God sense. So in order to deal with any conflict on the outside, you gotta deal with the conflict on the inside so that you have peace and you're not concerned with the outcome of whatever it is that you deal with there. Here's a, an example. Someone comes to you and they say, I don't believe in this God that you serve. And you say, okay, um, I believe in uh, evolution. Well, you're wrong, but you have a right to do that. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, creation is the only way that this earth came into existence. Well, no, I don't agree with that. Well, I don't care if you agree or not, that's a fact. Well, we just have to uh, uh, agree to disagree. No, I'm not gonna agree with you on any level about evolution. There is no such thing, period. Now you can go away and think wrong all the time you want to, okay? You say what you're doing there is, you might say, Dr. Baker, what you're doing, you're bringing, you're bringing friction. No, I'm bringing truth. I stand on truth, okay? You have a right to think whatever way you choose. This is something that as believers, as Christians, as those that believe in Jesus are going to come up against. When people start to bully you, when people start to have you to try and say that this is right, whether it's lesbianism, homosexuality, uh, uh, gender fluidity, or whatever these things are, or that adultery is okay, or uh, 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 abortion is okay, or any of these things, or tattoos are okay, or, or any of this mess. No, the word of God has already stated this. So no, none of those things are right. Well, you know, that was old school. God doesn't care about tattoos today. He did not change it in his word. And if he didn't change it in his word, he says I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. See, I stand on those things. So these things are resolute in me. So you have to get things resolute in you. And once they're resolute in you, there is no conflict in you. And then you can just say, well, this is the way it is. This is the truth. And it's not just my truth, it's God's truth. And I stand with God's truth. And so you do you, you know, and uh, you enjoy it wherever it is that you're going, but I stand with God and his truth. Okay, it's a new one. <clears throat> Today, I didn't have a mask in Walmart. And the manager said, he was going to call the police on me. 
and that no one would help me at the check stand. I told him it is not California law to wear a mask. And he asked them, <clears throat> did they carry any mask? And I asked him, did they carry any mask? And they said, no, but you need one to shop here. I heard two things, take the mask or you can't shop and get your own <laughs> straw to build brick. So I went to self-checkout. I, I, I don't understand that. What, he, don't. he told you to build brick with something? <laughs> no, they're quoting from Exodus. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So I went to self-checkout to scan the one item I had in my hand. The manager comes less than one foot away from me and tries to cancel the transaction. I slapped his hand away. <laughs> Eventually, I handed him the dental floss and said, I apologize because I'm a minister. I didn't tell him that. That's just what I thought. Um, then when I tried to tell him about fearing a disease and, and I apologized again, he said I wasn't complying with the six foot rule on the way out the door. Some other drama happened and now I feel bad because I allowed myself to get out of control. What do you suggest? Uh, repent and laugh. <laughs> I, I, I suggest that you repent. Oh, Jesus, I repent. You know? <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, that is so funny. Uh, repent and, and, and realize something, okay? Um, whatever the rules or whatever it is that they're doing. You see, I have chosen uh, not to go into many of these stores. I have chosen, uh, I will not, I mean, you know, I'm not going to comply with that. And, um, you know, this is the way I am. But if I chose to, you know, it, it's, I'm not going to do like my son did. He told the people, I ain't got no mask and I ain't wearing no mask. If I put on a mask, I'm going to put on a mask to come in here and rob you. <laughs> mask is for people that come in the wrong places, okay? I'm not uh, suggesting that but what I suggest is is that you repent and 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 ask God to you know uh, also you know use um, uh, uh, have things delivered to you or whatever and uh, you know it, it's it's um, you know ask yourself okay why am I not willing to wear a mask why am I, you know, why am I this or why am I this? You have to ask yourself, why is this? And uh, if it's for the, you know, if it's for the reason I don't breathe well under a mask or if it's for a reason that uh, this is difficult for me or if this is a reason for this because what they're saying is this, wearing the mask is not for your protection. Wearing the mask is for the protection of other people. So, you know, just repent, decide you're not going into whatever that story is again, Walmart or whatever, um, you know, and, uh, you know, look up the law and let's start to fight it, fight it legally. Okay. You don't fight it on that level because that manager of the store, all he is, is a parrot. All these people are, are parrots. So you start to fight it. You, you, you know, you, um, what you do is this, that was a threat that was made. I would have turned on my phone at that particular time and say, what did you say? And uh, you know, I would record that 
I'd record, uh, you know, I, I would I would record things of this nature, and then I would start to look at the law, and then I would start to uh, 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 a grassroots type of uh, 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 a protest so that we can start to do what it is that we want to do. All of these things that are happening right now with this SARS virus is so they're finding out how much we're willing to take, how much we're willing to come under um, uh, authority, how obedient uh, we can be. This is just the first round. And so we're gonna have to fight uh, on, 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 on a level higher than the stores, higher than these things. And it was really a very interesting thing. Maxine Waters, uh, is that her name, Waters or Walters? Waters. Maxine Wa Waters. Maxine Waters spoke something today that she was saying shame on people like us that are wanting to go back to work, that are wanting to go, um, that are, are, are wanting to go back to work, that are wanting to go um, uh, to church and all of that, that we're uh, um, uh, picketing against, uh, uh, picketing at the, at, at the state uh, level at, uh, in Sacramento, that we're doing these things. But this lets us know something. It lets us know that we're doing what we're supposed to do. We're making the adversary uh, nervous. So uh, repent unto God, repent into that thing. I mean, you know, put the blood of Jesus on it and then go at it at a higher level so that we go after the enemy with our mouths open. We go after it with uh, not just the thing that this is against the law, but you got to have the law. You have to know you have to know the number of the law. You have to understand. You have to, you have to uh, be qualified. You have to have your, uh, you know, it, it's, it's this California, uh, it's this part of the Constitution, it's this part of this, it's this part of this, it's this part of our amendment, it's this. So we must, we must go with our full weaponry, okay, with whatever state it is that you're in. If you're in California, if you're in uh, New York or Texas or wherever you are, what we have to do is that we have to go with ammunition of what it is that we understand. And we have to go with the law so that we understand, even as, as um, our governor here, he, uh, some federal judge said that he had the right to do whatever it was that he did. That federal law means absolutely nothing because that judge was wrong. That judge was wrong. And so therefore, what we do is we find, uh, we, we, we get, just like we do, we go to the Bible, we go to the Constitution, we go to the amendments, we go to the, uh, all the different parts, whether it's the, uh, uh, our declaration, whatever it is, you stay prepared with information, proper information. You have your weaponry. I wouldn't go into a store unless I know exactly what the, uh, what, what, and, and, and know what they're going to say, what it is that uh, I, I need to have. I, I, so I, I need to be equipped. So you just need to be better equipped. So repent, repent for not being better equipped, and then go head on and rejoice. But please don't spend no time crying over it. Because God has already said, okay, you know, once you repent, it's as far as the east is from the west, okay? And don't spend no time feeling bad because you know it ain't coming from God, it's coming from the devil. Got it? So any other questions? Just statements. Okay, go ahead. What okay. statements are there? Um, 
I heard take the take I can't the, hear you. I heard take the mark and build your own brick. Basically, no shopping without a, without the um, mark. That's what the comparison was. She was just clarifying it. I don't, I don't understand that, but that's okay. Okay, I don't need to. All right, and the other thing is. Come on, the marks are mandatory in certain counties. I was approached. Marks. Marks. Uh, oh, excuse me. Masks are mandatory in certain counties. I was approached to in Lucky's. It's because man, it's become mandatory in Santa Clara County 1.5 weeks ago. So that was the statement that I made. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Um, let's go to. <clears throat> you know, sometimes. Um, Sometimes people look at situation and um, and uh, they we pay more attention to what the adversary is saying and doing and um, um, let's see over three hundred and fifty thousand people signed petition against mandatory uh, viral uh, vaccination. One of the things of it is, is this. Here's some of the things that we need to, to, to start to really realize and is this. Is that there's an onslaught, um, uh, a, a terrorist onslaught against the church, against the nation itself, but it's coming from within, it's coming from without. Everything, I want you to realize something. I mean, we need to realize something is that everything is about coming into a one world system. Everything that is going on now is really about testing to find out how strong, how weak, how long we will push back and how tired we will get. The Bible says this, that in the last days that the enemy would, would weary the saints and he's trying to weary you right now and what it is is this you cannot get tired um, of, 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 uh, uh, of getting your ammunition of finding out what the laws are you see the Bible says this give righteousness give the give 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 uh, give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give unto God what belongs to God I have to give unto God and what it is that God says first. I have to give that first place in my life. And what that's hit, what he says is this, do not be ignorant, number one, of the devil's devices. But it also says to do not be ignorant of things that are going around. Study your constitution, study the, the laws, study the things that you're involved in, study to show yourself approved unto God. Once I study to show myself approved unto God, then he says, I can put you in this place so I can get you to help to bring this down. Do you understand? If you're not, if you're not read up, if you're not read up on all these different levels, he says, go into all the world. Now listen to this. Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. Okay, that's not a religious thing. The kingdom of God is a government. And the government of God is a free thing. 
He has set you free. He has made you free. He makes you free. And he sets at liberty those who are captives. So we did not get free in God in order to be a uh, 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 captive by a nation, by a, a, a group of people. When we look at how our nation was founded, when we look at the foundations of our nation, we need to start to, to uh, start to speak these things and start to bring these things forward. We need to educate all of these people and things around us. We need to realize something that we everything is being set up. Everything is being set up so that uh, uh, when when uh, the the Antichrist, when the Antichrist and and the the man of perdition comes, that they can sit uh, set up and they can control. It's all going towards the mark of the beast, all of these things. But you and I that are real believers, I mean real Christians, I'm not talking about marginal people. I'm not talking about people that believe this or uh, don't, don't want to study prophecy and don't want to look at the Bible and don't want to look at the whole word of God and don't want to go through anything. You see, everything is being set up in order for stuff to be easy to be uh, easy and convenient for you. What this is, what the mask are, what all of these things are, is to close your mouth. What this is about is to see how we can take the fight out of you, how we can tr control you in this. But get your weaponry. We have to get our weaponry. We have to get ourselves set up for this first. And one of the things of it is, is this. While we have been closed in, and uh oh, here's another thing. Stop using their words. Stop talking about being, uh, what is it, uh, social distance. Don't let those words come out of your mouth. What is social distance? What is, uh, 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 let's see, shelter in place? When did your shelter move? I mean, if you, the only time it moves is when there's an earthquake, okay? Shelter in place, my house is always in place, okay? So what does that mean? You see, what is happening right now is that there is a conditioning. If you understand, if you get your psyche to understand what's going on, then what happens is this. Then you have the strength, you have the ability, you have the power, you have the anointing to be able to fight this, okay? Before anyone can take you over and rule you, first of all, they have to change your language. They have to change your language. We have to be of one speech and one tongue, of one understanding. I don't understand what shelter in place means. I don't understand that. Would you please explain this to me? And it will frustrate them, but I would rather for them to be frustrated than for me to be frustrated. Do you understand? Okay, whatever it is and however it is that the, the rules of things, this is the rules of this place. And what needs to happen is we need to stay away from those places in droves. Do you understand? If, if this is what it is, if this is how it is, if this is the way people are, you know, do I want to be masked? But you see, uh, most people are sheep. And this, and, and, and this is the thing. They're followers, followers, followers. And most of the people in the church have been the same thing because they haven't been taught 
anything of God, really. They haven't been taught how to fight. They've been taught how to get finances, how to have a marriage work, how to do these things, but they have not been taught how to truly stand on the word of God in all areas. They have not been, been, um, been taught from uh, all the different parts of the word of God, how to walk through tough times, how to say no, how to realize and to, to, to rally people that believe the same way you believe. If you get enough people that say, no, I'm not going to do this because uh, this is not the way that this is supposed to be. This is not the way that it is. This is not the way that we're going to settle with this. You see, when you, you, you don't realize that when you start to boycott places, when people start to boycott places and masses, then they will go to the government and say, this is not working. This is not working. But what we have to do is we have to put pressure wherever it is that we are, but you can't do it. It's not alone, but you get one other person and one other person and one other person. Y'all got all these social medias here and until they flip you off uh, uh, or whatever it is that they do, I mean, use those things. We have to start to use whatever is there. And as we spend time in prayer, you know, so many times what it is, is we get so prayerful. Oh, I was spending hours and hours in prayer. Well, did you get up and do anything after you spent hours and hours in prayer? Where did you put it to work? You see, this is the thing. We have become lazy, lazy, lazy. And this is what is, is, is going to take us down this path. Do you know that there's already technology for a, a, a hologram technology for your phone. Do you know that China has, has brought forth a phone, a holographic phone, where now you don't even have to go anywhere. You can have the holographic phone. You can feel or uh, examine the watch or examine the thing that you're going to buy outside of this and, and, and you'll know exactly how it's gonna look, the front, the back, all the different parts of it before you even buy it. All of these things are being put, all of these things are put in place. Everything, and especially with 5G coming out, everything is put in place for the Antichrist, for the, uh, for, for, for the, the, the man of tradition to be able to control all the buying and the selling and everything. The next thing that's in, in line is for people to be chipped. In Sweden right now, only one to get a cashless, uh, the cashless checklist society to get a one world currency, which is what is being pushed right now. When the one world currency comes in, then here, what it is is happening is that then they're going to say that we're not going to, we're not going to accept cash from anyone. Okay. So that here it is in Sweden, they're not accepting cash. They have 1% of people that are using cash in Japan or I mean, not Japan into China. Here it is. They have all of these things set in place and people are standing by the droves waiting to get chipped so that they can open their doors so that they can use their phone so that all of their finances and all of these things can be done. This is what Sweden is doing right now. You can look it up on the internet. You can look it up on the news. I was watching a news broadcast about this and one of the guys said, did they just, did, did they just get in line for the, whatever the antichrist is? Did they just get in line for the, the, the mark of the beast? I mean, this was a regular news people. He says, what has happened to Sweden? Have they just gone totally crazy? 
that they're in line for that, but the whole thing of it is, is this. We have a generation of people that have never heard the whole Bible. We have a generation of people in the church that are ignorant of what God has said. We have a generation in the church that have never heard of the mark of the beast, that have never heard really of the rapture. All they've heard about is how good you can be, what a great life you can have, how you can have this and how you can have that and have that. All of those things are great, but if you don't teach the rest of the Bible, then what it is is this, we are, we have been, we have been complacent, we have been, um, uh, what's the word, we, we've been uh, uh, negligent in doing what it is that we're to do. The word of God, uh, uh, the things that Daniel has prophesied, the thing that's prophesied in the book of uh, uh, Revelation, the things that's prophesied in Thessalonian, the thing that was prophesied in the very beginning. And Jesus said, I mean, Jesus said, Mark, uh, Matthew 24, Jesus says, you'll know these signs when it starts to look like it was uh, in the days of Noah. And we're seeing that. We're seeing all these AI things, all these artificial intelligence, where there are there's technology even right now. You see, all of this stuff is getting you ready for what's to happen. There's technology right now that can go into your body and change the cells. If there's something going on with your heart, it can go in and it can repair that heart. It can go in, it can move around. It becomes a part of who you are. All of these things are in place. And our generation, the young people, the young people of today, they walk around ignorant. Why? Because what has happened is this. We have not done what Matthew 6.33 says. We have not seeked first the kingdom. We have seeked all of these things. We've taught people how to get money. We've taught them how to have health, how to get a husband, how to get a wife, how to do all of these things. But we have not taught them how to stand on the word of God. We have not taught them how to ferret out the things that's in the word of God and how to walk strong. We have not taught them the things that they were to do. So therefore, they're ignorant. And the Bible tells us this. He says, if you don't warn them, if we don't warn them, then it's on us. But you can't just warn somebody without teaching them. You can't just tell them this is wrong. All these young people that are going around getting all these tattoos, all these these things, the scissors in their nose and, and all of these different things, they're prime. They're prime for this because we have taken it. We wouldn't stand and say, this is not God for this day. It doesn't matter. He said it back then. He says I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I change not. But we say that was then. That was under the law. That was that. That was God who is, it's who it was. It was God that said it. And he says, what I said, I said. It's just that the, there was nothing wrong with the law. Except the law was works. But he says, I will place my law in your heart. There's nothing wrong with do not steal. There's nothing wrong with do not kill. There's nothing wrong with do not covet. There's nothing wrong with don't screw your neighbor's wife or husband. There's nothing wrong with honor your father and your mother. There's nothing wrong with that. 
There's nothing wrong with honor the Lord your God. There's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong. Find any of the Ten Commandments. Find any of those things that there's anything wrong. He says, I'll take these ten and I'll put them in your heart and I'll make them one. Love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. And then all of those things are condensed in it. But everything he said is true. And then what we try to do. And, and when people, well, he, you know, he says don't mix the, the, the linen with the, the wool and don't do these things. In other words, he's telling you don't sweat anything. That was the reason for that. You weren't to wear these things together. All of these things he said, all of them have a reason. All of them had a purpose. The people that he was talking to were still made of flesh and blood just like we are. It was made of the same thing, but we're not training. But one of the things that he said, he says, train your children, train the people, teach them when you walk, teach them when they lay down, teach them at all times, teach them. It didn't say try to be their friend. It didn't say to care whether they like you or are angry at you or whatever it is. It didn't tell you all of that because eventually, no matter how mad they get at you, whether they're sitting there saying, I want to rip off her face. I want to rip off his. I want to cut their throat. I want to do all of these things. And they're doing this and you keep it up and you keep loving them and loving them and loving them, but loving them with truth and not compromising. They will listen. They will, they will understand that this is true. They will hear these things. This is where we have missed it. We have not let them know that there is a real hell and that there is a real heaven. Do you know that most Christians today, they don't believe that there is a real hell? They don't believe that there's a real devil? They think that that's something else? Why is that? Because the church has been laxed in her teaching. She has not taught the, taught the word of God. Do you think, do you think that these people that believe that are really born again? You got so many people in the church that don't even know what being born again is. Just repeat this prayer after me. And then I can go back. I got my fire insurance now. Look at how we tricked them. And then we think the devil is a trickster. He's got more people in pulpits. He's got more people on TV. He's got more people everywhere. All of these different places lying to people. And you say, you're on a tangent. No, Holy Spirit is on a tangent. Because he's warning us. We must let them know. We must let it be known that there is really a seven years. There's seven year tribulation. That there really is a three and a half years. That there really is a rapture. I don't know whether it's a, I pray that it is a pre-rapture. But even if it's a mid-tribulation, mid the tribulation time has already started. You think this stuff is small. You think this stuff is big, I mean, this is small compared to what it is that they're going into. Because if people don't make it on the on the, the first the first rung, how do you think that they're going to make it? It ain't gonna be like some of these these uh, 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 television programs where here is this great person that's there that's able to fight the Antichrist. No, you conform or you die, and you die in this. But you're being, you're being trained 
to get your body tattooed. You're being trained to get all of these things done. You're being trained that all of this stuff is good to do whatever you want to do with your body. That's why they made prostitution legal. That's why prostitution and, 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 and all of these other things are okay because it's letting you know that your body is a commodity. It's all the tricks of the devil and we're walking around ignorant. Okay, why well, we got another question? <laughs> you mentioned on Sunday that no one has gone after the root and then cut off the head of the virus. What have we done about it in this ministry? If we haven't gone for the root, when will we? Okay, if I said we hadn't gone for it, we have not gotten it. Okay, we have not gotten the root. We're not finished. In other words, we're not finished. <clears throat> we're going after that because what God told us to do is to go after the root so that the fruit would change. The thing is, is this, is in finding out what part of the root do we go after first. And I believe that it's a, a, it's, it's, it's a, a, a technological thing. I believe it's going for uh, the, the, um, uh, the, the, the exposure, there's, that's the word, the exposure of not only who and why, but we need to have all this governmental stuff exposed because that's the root. You see, the root of it is, and this is what I was just talking about, the root of it is, is the why for the virus. The why for the virus is to get the people under control. So what I'm saying as, as a group, as a church, as not, not just astounding love, but as a church, we have, we're going for the root. We know the reason for it. The reason for this is to find out how much control can this, this uh, group of people, how much control can the devil have over us that's run by this group of people? There are a lot of billionaires. But how, uh, how much control, how can he control the, the, the masses? And so what we need to do is to not only just spend the time in prayer, but we need to speak to it on a constant basis. We need to speak to that root, that everything in the darkness will be brought to the light, that it is brought to the light. Show forth this, make a make some mistakes. I bring, I bring confusion to this root. I untwist this thing. And, and, and as you get the words from God, you speak to it. You, 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 uh, you speak to it, you put whatever uh, uh, poison that God has, uh, spiritual poison, the blood, which is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is a poison to the devil. Do you understand that? You put that to the root and you constantly do that and you constantly see that. We don't give up until it's softened and we're able to pull it up. So that's what we're doing. We're doing that in this. But the first thing of it is, is this. People have been so concerned with themselves, okay? So concerned with their little problems. So concerned because we have not sought the kingdom of God first. So I believe that right now what's happening as the, the, the direction that God gave us on Sunday, let's deal with you. You deal with you so that you get this conflict resolution 
taken care of on the inside of you so that you can be one person, not double-minded, not triple-minded, not quadruple-minded, but single-minded on the purpose of what it is that I'm after. And then you start to do what Jesus did. You start to say to this tree, you start to say to the root, you start to say to this, no, nobody's going to eat fruit of you. No, you will not operate in this city. You will not operate in this town. You will not operate. And we start to speak that into the government. We start to speak that into our mayors, our governors, our cities, our towns, our whatever. And do not look at it as if it's a big thing because it's not a big thing with God. Jesus said in the book of John that it was God, that it was God in him that did the work. And it's the same God in you that will do the work. So as we do this, we're dealing with the root. Does that help? I got two minutes. I mean, I have. No, I don't have two minutes. I mean, my time has about two minutes or three minutes. I know I do short programs. Are there any other? Are there any other questions? Let me see if I have anything here. One question. She has one. If we need to go against these things, like wearing masks, etc., why are we keeping the churches closed? Can churches open and um, do car, car services? Large churches may be hard to do the six feet apart, but um, those that are able to do the six foot apart, should these not open up? Question mark. I don't understand that question at all. Here's, here's the reason I believe that people have not come or whatever. If you're afraid, here's, here's number one. Uh, the only reason that many places are not open is because the people are afraid. If people come into the congregation afraid that they're going to get a virus, then they're going to get it. Mm -hmm. Okay? I don't want nobody to come through them doors that's afraid that they might catch something. Okay? As a person thinks in their heart, that's who they are. All right? As far as I'm concerned, uh, I know I'm going to follow what God says. And as I follow what God says, I'm good. Okay? I am very good. So, uh, I, I, I don't know what's going on with other places. I don't know how people are doing things. All I know is that there's a lot of suits that are going on. There's suits going on against California. There's suits going on in Texas. Suits going on in Kansas. I mean, not Kansas, Kentucky all different places and whatever it is and people have decided that no you're opening up these other things we're going to church okay we're going to do this we will not kiss we will not hug some people are saying you can't even sing together i don't know what that's all about okay but uh you know you you follow what it is that god says because that's what i'm doing uh i'm following what it is that he says and i believe that there's more places open than people think they are, and um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's just that. Does that help or, or does that not answer the question? And many people were talking about, well, when are you gonna open church? When are you gonna do it or whatever? And you don't come no way, so what difference does it matter to you? <laughs> you know, you ain't gonna come. You know, you didn't come in the first place, you ain't coming to the second and third place, so what difference does it make? You know, if you wanna know so that you can report that people are going to church, 
I meant, oh, you know, there are, I want to let y'all know, just in case you're those people, there are hotlines to say, report the churches, report your parents, report this, you know, just as they did in Nazi day. So if that's what it is that you're doing, if you're going to work for the devil, go ahead and do that, okay? If you, if, if you believe you're supposed to be in church, then do it. If you believe that you're not, then don't, okay? It's all that. Go ahead. Was that the end of it? You answered it. Oh, okay. So, this has been the Tell It Like It Is uh, Tuesday Night Chats with Dr. B. Baker. You can probably tell what I'm happy about or what's on. Uh, but I, I want to let you know that I, I believe that we need to understand prophecy and the time that we're in. I believe that being prepared, and I have done this in astounding love, I believe that being prepared for what it is that we're coming into will give us a place where we don't compromise. Here's one of the things that I know is going to happen. There are people that have confessed Jesus is Lord, but he's never been Lord. There's people that have gone through and said the prayer. And then what's happening is this. As all of the technology, as all of the things are happening, all has to happen is for a false messiah to show up. And with the technology that there is right now, there's the ability for words to be spoken with, with all the different uh, um, uh, things that are out there for you to be tricked. The Bible said this, he says, in the last days, he says there was gonna be a great departure, okay? From the faith, the faith in Jesus Christ, okay? If you don't realize something, uh, you know, the Baptist says, once saved, always saved. You can deny Jesus. He'll never deny you. You can deny him. How do you deny him? You deny him by your actions. You deny him by who it is that's God in your life. You know, the adversary wants to keep the gathering together of believers as the day grows close. Why is that? Because if you're, and he says believers, he didn't say non-believers. See, you're supposed to be out there getting people born again and, 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 and discipling them and then bringing them in so that they can be strengthened, so that they understand prophecy. You know, a third of the Bible is prophecy, in time prophecy, okay? Um, you know, God really wants us to understand what's happening because what's going to happen is this, the adversary has it where people are able to be duped, to be tricked, to uh, uh, bow to another God. And you say, well, that's impossible for us. It's happened. It happened with the Israelites where they started to go and serve other gods. It's happened uh, uh, with the Jewish people so many times. It's happened with Christians. It's happened with all of them. Do you know that there's more new age stuff going on in the churches now? Do you know that there's so much new age, so many different 
things that are happening. You know, there's your yoga. Well, there's nothing wrong with yoga, really. There's uh, 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 things that are going on. You know, you're talking about the Dalai Lama. You're talking about, well, there's more than one way. You know, we all are supposed to come together. We're all praying to the same God. You see, you hear this from podiums. You hear this from pulpits. You hear people talk about how great this person is because they did. Here's one thing I want to warn you about before, I, before I, I, we close out. I was listening to someone and they said, can't you see what they do? Okay, you know, how the Pope does this and how this person does this and how, how this one does this. And you can see such Jesus in it. Yeah, but uh, uh, okay, but they deny the one way to heaven. They, uh, 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 they deny the one that there is only one way to God. Anytime that you say that the Muslim has the same God, that, that, that Buddha has, that Buddha, that you can worship Buddha, that you can worship this one, that you can worship this one, and you can worship this one, and we're all just one. We all have to come together. We're all in this together. Okay, that's a lie from the pit of hell. But if, if the people don't know any different, it's even taking the, the musics and all of these different things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of music we use. Well, you're not worshiping God with that music. I mean, it's no, it don't, no, it don't matter. You can party with any kind of music and you can party before God. It's okay, but that's not worship. Worship is a lifestyle. It's not a music. Worship is not a song. Worship is a lifestyle. I worship God in, in my, my, my understanding of who he is. I worship God. I worship him. He is first. I seek him first. I seek him only. I don't worship myself. I don't worship my children. I don't worship my husband. I don't worship my wife. I don't worship my car. I don't worship my house. In other words, if I lose all of that, it's not going to destroy me. The only thing that would destroy me is if I lost my relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where every Christian needs to be. Anything else that's lost, any friendship, any relationship, anything is worth losing. The only thing that's not worth losing or giving up or releasing is your relationship with Jesus Christ. And we will talk about this some more. And for you that I did not scare off, I thank you so much for being with us. And I want you to recognize that you can contact us at www.mtem and get into this ministry, seed into it, uh, uh, trade into it, Whatever it is that you desire, if you've been watching it and you've never given into it, now's the night that you can. Again, it's offerings at mteminc.org. And, you know, you can go on our website, push Zell, and do whatever it is. And, um, you know, you can uh, contact us on our website and leave comments. And Crystal will get them if you want to know more about salvation. 
Uh, you can leave that information. Someone will get you get back to you. If you need prayer, we love to pray for people. You can contact us. We're here for you. Uh, we're working on having a uh, our thing up. And what's the name of it again? Okay, I don't know the name of our thing that we're doing, but at any rate, um, uh, we'll give you the, that information. And I want to remind you again to go on Amazon.com and you can order Kingdom 101. And this cute little face on the other side of it is my daughter. That's why I'm pushing it. If the book is good at any rate, even though it is my daughter, you know. Uh, listen, there's one, one thing in here, the tricks of Satan's trade. And, and um, um, wow, it says here, wounded, ravaged individuals are driven to desperate measures to justify their right to sin in the eyes of family, uh, friends, and the rest of the world. That's why there are so many temper tantrums being thrown by adults. And that's what's happening in the body of Christ. So get the book, it'll tell you how to get out of it. Yeah. Any rate, uh, I'm going now and I will see you next time. That's okay, we'll do that next time. Uh, we'll put that up on the website. You'll be able to know the name of the thing and the, and the times that we're gonna do it. And uh, I thank you so, so, so much for allowing me to come into your home. I thank you for listening. And, and I, I pray that you, you, you listen and you hear God's heart that he would desires that none perish, but that all come to repentance, that all come to thinking and believing the way that he does. You're important, you're valuable. You're valuable. And you can see the, oh, I forgot to tell you, on our website, you can see the thing on the book there. And if you push the book thing, it'll probably take you right to Amazon and you'll be able to get a copy of it. So anyway, we love you, we love you, we love you. I'll see you next time. And remember, Pastor Lonzine's tomorrow night at 6.35. I don't know why it's 5, but anyway, she does 6.35. Uh, and I love you, praying for you, and do the same for me.